I V M. Okay, welcome to Cyrus Rewinds with me, Cyrus Brocha. At least that's what it says on the Aadhaar card as of now. I'm currently time traveling and taking you back into the past to revisit some of the entertaining podcasts we've done over the years, folks. These are going to be better than cricket highlights, so just trust me. Ready? Here we go. Let's move on to the one and only Sanjay Jha, who's here on the show called Cyrus Says, an old friend of mine. We're both old and we're friends, so qualify both ways. <laughs> so Sanjay Jha is an extraordinary person. He's also a poet. He's a huge cricket lover. And I think I, I saw that uh, parallel that he's drawn in his book, which I'll come to between Sachin and Rahul Gandhi. You'll wonder what could be the parallel, but I will come to it. But wearing many hats, uh, doing many different things. And now in the middle of uh, a storm of, of sorts, because a huge promoter of the Congress Party, a huge anti-government spokesperson, if I may dare say so, uh, not scared to uh, call a spade a spade, which what four people do in the country right now. So, you know, <laughs> hats off to that. But then suddenly um, enough is enough. Two consecutive elections. Congress has not delivered. Is the family uh, going the wrong way or is the family the wrong decision? In a sense, I hate to say it. We'll find out all this and more. The book is called what, Mr. Sanjay Jha? Well, the book is called uh, The Great Unraveling India After 2014. And 2014, Cyrus, is uh, basically making a very telling statement. That's the year in which the BJP came into power under the great Mr. Narendra Modi. You could I want to let you know, I want to let you know that there, like yeah. your male dog, yeah. uh, you know, the Congress believes that I cry and whine a lot. Ooh. Ouch. Okay. Period. Period. I'm not making any any further statement. That, you know, that, that, that comes later on in, in your uh, career with the Congress because initially you were very much quite the, if I may use say with the dog analogy, a bit of a pit bull. You'd come on the <laughs> debates in English and Hindi and you would, uh, you know, fire away. Very often a lone spokesperson. Uh, some of these uh, things would be fixed in favor of the other party with nine people shouting from one side and you alone the other. And I, I, you held your own and you were, you know, your verse, your witty. It's always fun to see you on TV. And then, but this is one thing before we continue further. I'm not saying credibility issue, but then why would you turn on the party that you almost like a martyr standing and fighting a losing battle for what since 14 till now? Well, Saras, to uh, once again carry on with the with the canine uh, analogy. Superb. <laughs> they all come after us now. Yeah. <laughs> the television has always been a dog fight, and you know I actually felt during that time that to stand up and fight for a party which is traditionally pretty conservative. You know, the Congress never bites the bullet. You know, when you go to TV shows, you have to be cultured, refined. You're not like Sambit Patra, who's like throwing fake news at you left, right and center. Everybody is concocting a story. So end of day in the Congress, you were always, you felt constrained. And, you know, I felt that the real battle was always a battle of ideology. I mean, if you look at the Congress and the BJP, there are two ideological contrasts. They are diametrically opposed in terms of the way they think. And that status hasn't changed. Huh? Let me tell you, I'm battling actually a fight to get a political resurrection for the Congress. The Congress seems to be telling me and many others, the famous G23 group of so-called dissidents who are planning to join the BJP, a whole lot of utter rubbish. The, the letter that wasn't, we call it. The letter that wasn't, the letter yeah. bomb that wasn't. Yeah, yeah. The fact is, you know, why I have been angry and agitated with my party is because... Well, the, like you, Congress says, and you have to just listen. And I say, what the hell is going on? I mean, if you're not going to listen to your own people, you're not going to take on the BJP. The BJP under Mr. Narendra Modi and Amit Shah is a titanic, massive machine 
that frankly speaking is not just destroying the congress but the entire opposition so my fight is more ideological this is not about you know taking a political position for the end of it a lot of people sir has asked me what the hell are you doing opposing the congress i'm like i'm not opposing the congress i care for the party i'm very compassionate towards this ideology i'm committed to its future but the congress party has to see the writing of the world yeah so let's understand so you're not as you said the ideologies leave them aside for a second the issue you're having is uh, th- there's no introspection and there's no looking inward to see what is going wrong after two consecutive defeats plus a few defeats across the country in state elections as well so is that the thing is it more about the fact that there's no strategy which is actually making sense to take on this mammoth party which is now growing every year stronger and stronger and hence the disparity is more and more that is so it's, it's a more logistical fight there absolutely i mean you know imagine sarus how farcical it is that today if anybody gets an ailment you you know you fall sick you need you need to get yourself tested you need to find out what's gone wrong the congress has got knocked off in 2008 44 seats 2019 we get 52 seats until today and i say so with complete accountability here there's not been a single serious deliberation as to what went wrong now the grand old party of india has become so fossilized or has become so cocky in the belief that we are going to come back anyway as a natural party of government. you had such a good run before if i may interrupt a 2019 election you won those three states back to back you know just november december period we had those three states out of four i think which which went congress's way so everybody thought there would be a big revival right. i don't know whether pulwama happened or what i mean there's all kinds of issues and points that people have raised but in that right. four months run up just prior to the actual election they had the momentum and then they lost the momentum can you explain that does the book explain that Yeah, the book explains that. In fact, it tells you it is such a paradox that in December 2018, when the Congress Cyrus won Chhattisgarh, Madhya Pradesh, and Rajasthan, there was a sense of optimism that the BJP is dissipating and the Congress is making a comeback. But the Congress once again did not understand that that was a state election, and in 2019, exactly five months later, you would face a Lok Sabha election. And Cyrus, like it or not, I'm telling you, I've been a bitter critic of Narendra Modi's politics and it. But he's the rock star in the in the. But business. yeah, but but you know, it's inexplicable. The economy was in a mess. Uh, you know, India's uh, jobs were at a terrible crisis. Continued to be, by the way. Uh, Society is fractured. <laughs> governance is collapsed. Demonetization screwed things up left, right, and center. But Narendra Modi, at the central level, was seen as a far ahead of the race than Rahul Gandhi. And therefore, 2019, whether Pulwama happened or not. the bjp was always ahead in the race right so uh, let, let's get back to the book now because yeah. I, i want to understand because you've written quite a few all as well so yeah. this book is all about uh, battering the congress is the wrong word it's about putting a hand up and saying hey guys we screwed up uh, what went wrong and we didn't do anything about it am i right to say that yeah absolutely i mean this book basically tells you where india has frankly speaking Got a lot to worry yeah, that's about. That's an honorable show, frankly speaking. <laughs> you dare say that on our show? It's not allowed. Yeah. It's a very liberal channel. Hmm. <laughs> But I'll tell you what. Speaking tell you frankly, what. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so candidly speaking, I'm just going to use a superb synonym. Yeah. Um, the truth is that India today is being questioned as to whether we are even having a democratic culture. The fact is, India's institutions have virtually collapsed. The question that arises is simple. who is going to stop or stem the rot and politically is what you have to do it now listen you and i can go on twitter and complain and there can be protests by civil society here there and everywhere but the only way to stop the bjp from its juggernaut race at the moment is a political party that is a pan india appeal and has a narrative the congress party unfortunately in my opinion 
has been somnambulating, is sleepwalking. It doesn't understand. Okay, is this Sanjay Jha or is this Shashi Tharoor? Because when you use this kind of word, demonetization was bad enough for us to pick up. Uh, <laughs> what was the last word? Somnambulating. <laughs> what is that? Well, I'm trying to trying to just use a farago of terms. But you know, wow. my the fact of the matter, Cyrus, is this that end of day, the Congress has a responsibility to the country. You know, I don't like this cocky, uh, you know, arrogant attitude that if I'm in opposition, I'm not going to do anything because I should be in government. Get your act together, get onto the street, fight all over the place. And I, I think this, this book, frankly, is going to please a lot of people who are, you know, on the Bhakt Brigade. Because although I have definitely questioned Mr. Modi and Shah, I mean, who won't? The fact you gave the devil its due. Yeah, but you know, you, but end of day, you got to look inward. You know, Cyrus is like this. You know, I know you love sports. If you and I are competing in a game of sports, you know what your fitness levels are, how mentally hungry you are, or what your tactics are going to be. You can only anticipate mine, but you got to get your house in order to beat me. I can't be obsessing about Cyrus. I got to be prepared with some kind of a strategy or tactic to defeat you. The Congress is just attacking Modi left, right, and center. Please do it. That's part of the game. That's part of the playbook. But the only way you're going to win is if the public begins to find you credible. All right. So let me go back to a cricket analogy then, which you'll hate me for using. So it's <laughs> almost like a Bradman-esque situation. Uh, you have Bradman who's making runs and or, at will <laughs> and destroying England uh, and their bowling. And then they have to come up with body line. Douglas mm. Jarrett. What you're saying is you've got to think out of the box right now because this mammoth movement has just gained momentum despite India not being in the best position, as you said. Uh, a real paradox in terms. But it's going, whether you like it or not. The question I think that you'll be asked, and I hope the book is uh, looking at as well, but what are the solutions? Because we all say what's wrong with the country. But we rarely say what we can do to help it. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to be yeah. the critic. Yeah. Uh, Saras, I'm going to give you a very punchy uh, line for your show. I've heard it from many people, many people after the 2019 election verdict in particular, that we would have voted Congress had you had a non-dynast as your leader. Now, I want to tell you, I'm oh. personally very fond of Rahul. I think Rahul is a good man. He's got good intentions. And he's, and he's good looking. Good, we need a good looking politician when you go abroad. You know, our Indian guy, good looking. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, in today's day of social media, everything matters. I mean, you have to look at how... You know, in 2014, sorry to interrupt, I thought he had all the cards. He was yeah. young, good looking. I thought girls will vote for him. Young men yeah. will, you know, aspire to be like him. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, urban India, I thought, would reject uh, our friend because he didn't have that uh, urbanistic appeal. Yeah, absolutely. I write that in my book, uh, Cyrus. I write that the fact that Rahul Gandhi is, you know, he can do a fast motorbike. Uh, he's, yeah, a deep, he's a deep sea diver. He actually, he genuinely spoke against, you know, the entire campaign against the LBGT community. I mean, he's a man who's a true liberal. He's a good, positive liberal guy. But if you look at it, Narendra Modi, who believes in some, uh, you know, antiquated thing about, you know, the trunk of Lord Ganesha being, you know, plastic surgery experimentation. He was the hero of the young. I mean, there cannot be a bigger irony than that. And I think the reason behind that is the Congress is just awful in its political communication. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Just to get to your point again, I, I, we have to, you know, let's be, as Arnaud would say, frankly speaking, <laughs> Rahul Gandhi on one side as a private individual, you say is great, good, and we would have projected him. But he wasn't able to deliver because the people don't want the family in politics. What, what is the connect here? Well, Sanis, let me tell you this, that I think Narendra Modi and the BJP went after the family because they realized that the Gandhi brand 
is the one resilient, sustainable asset the Congress leverages election to election. Why mm-hmm. don't you destroy the brand? And let's be honest. I mean, the brand has been diminishing. I mean, you can't compare Pandit Nehru with the subsequent, uh, you know, leaders right. of the Gandhi family. Everybody knew that Rajiv Gandhi was reluctant. Sonia Gandhi was circumstantial. And Rahul Gandhi's impression that he gave was that he wasn't really, you know, kind of ready for a big fight. But there is an old saying, right, that if, if the heat gets too much in the kitchen, you step out of the game. Rahul Gandhi's perception became one of a fact that who's an entitled successor of the great yeah. Congress party, but he's not willing to take on the BJP other than a couple of tweets. And I think that hurt Rahul, that hurt the Congress. I think Rahul Gandhi for a long time, Cyrus, underestimated the damage that the BJP did by calling him Papu again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. But before Papu, they already started with, you know, Namo as the son of the soil, heartland sort of guy who mm. you sold chai and comes from nowhere and worked really hard with the song and all that, all that, all that. And mm. India is in his heart and head, etc. His family is India. While mm. Rahul, on the other hand, is this, uh, the urbanness may have gone against him after some time. As you said, yeah. elitist, entitled, uh, easy for him. What has he done in politics? He yeah. slept twice in a farmer's uh, house or something like that. You know, that was yeah. Great call. Sarah, let me add a point here. I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head, okay? I'm just going to give you another fact of life. Uh, People like you and me on your show, right? We guys are considered to be because we speak English and and we crack jokes. People think that we are elite, uh, we are establishment, that we guys are, you know, these fake what you call a secular... I have no money, Sanjay Jha. I have no money. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you something. I'm, re- I'm wearing this t-shirt for the second time. And I, hmm. I want to let you know that bottom line, we guys are considered to be, you know, the basically the beneficiaries of globalization and right. governments. Now, Narendra Modi, I'll tell you something. I discovered it when I talked to a lot of people. Narendra Modi, who actually, you know, kind of, frankly speaking, wears those dazzling monogram suits... People still love it. happened post the second, uh, towards the end of the uh, 2018, it's, 17, from then onwards. Exactly. And, and, there was a change from the Chaiwala image to the brand yeah. Modi, as you say. Yeah, yeah. But remember, like Donald Trump, right, who hasn't paid billions of taxes, <laughs> who runs a hotel in New York. Ouch. Ouch. But, but Donald Trump, Donald Trump is seen as a hero by the rustic, um, you know, the, yeah. the Midwest the of America. As they say, yeah. The rednecks, as he's the guy who's going to improve our income levels. And here is a man who's actually the ultimate personification of rogue capitalism, wow. right? And That's you a have super, a super yeah, point. Yeah, and I want to tell you this. You know, I told Rahul this informally once, and I'm saying, sharing it for the first time on your show. I told Rahul, the only way you can beat Narendra Modi in India is if your Hindi becomes better than Modi's. Because let me tell you, you know, you're in South Mumbai, so am I. You know, when people get captivated in our part of the world, now Rahul Gandhi actually intensity or passion credibility comes from the heartfelt which these guys the Vajpayee uh, sort of mimicry I would call it they all have that Vajpayee uh, momentum you know yeah. of holding the note of saying it in this one two three rhythm yeah yeah and, and let me tell you something you know the way you talk in Hindi is your actual manifestation of your connect with India Rahul Unfortunately, never took that feedback seriously. And it doesn't take much to improve yeah. your Hindi. Yeah. And the moment you speak Hindi with a slightly anglicized or slightly uh, enlightened, entitled way, uh, uh, it, it uh, disconnects. It disconnects. You're finished. Yeah, you're yeah, finished. Right. You're finished. And in fact, it further cements the perception yeah. that Rahul Gandhi is a person who's just had it as Rich, a fake past. Yeah, elitist who doesn't care yeah. about anyone. Yeah. But, but look at the paradox you've unveiled again here. While mm. Rahul Gandhi is trying to dumb down 
<laughs> to to get success narendra modi said to come up in yeah. a sense the yeah. monogram the, look at the hair now look at the beard i mean yeah. ours have been uh, spent on makeup before coming on camera which was not the case when he yeah. started with that you know hinterland sort of chaiwala image of a guy from the road uh, yeah. struggling to make ends meet rahul on the other hand is doing as you said was trying to dumb himself down speak better hindi speak in a less elitist and uh, you know well cultured way if i may dare say so because he yeah. has to now you know sort of connect So that was yeah. always going to be a problem because of who he is. Uh, then, so what? What does the book say then? What next? What, what? What do you say? See, I'll tell you one thing, Cyrus. I believe India today is asking for all, not just political parties. Every it's also a news channel, but yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> India today is asking for a Congress party with a leader who is not. from the family this is the elephant in the room that we need to address okay i which is the 23 people put together i yeah, may i yeah, ask yeah yeah that, that is a crux and i'm going to make another statement on your show today i am in the congress party because of the gandhi family that's how my journey with the congress began in fact my book ends with my interaction with mrs sonia gandhi Hey folks, hope you enjoyed that. Cyrus rewinds every Wednesday and Thursday and possibly other days but for now Wednesday and Thursday. Also do listen to the full episodes yaar. You can find me at Cyrus says on YouTube and I've been told that I'm also available on all the major audio streaming platforms. So stay tuned. Are it's time for my dog walk. Ah, uh, Peter, 